0: I mean, there's no other way to start this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, except for a yes, 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 Jose Abreu, the American League MVP for Major League Baseball. Thank you. Abreu was amazing to watch all season. Every time he stepped to the plate, eyes were focused. Everybody was watching him, see what he was going to do, cranking out home runs, cranking out everything. Man, so fun to watch Jose play baseball this year and he got the award that he definitely deserved. Yes, 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 yes. I was so happy when I just seen that. Man, not a lot of things are going right in the world today except for Jose Abreu winning the AL MVP award. Man, I'm still blown away. I'm really glad he won it, so glad he won it. He beat out the Yankees DJ LeMahieu and and the Cleveland Indians Jose Ramirez like I said Abreu was crazy at the plate He led the MLB with 60 RBIs with second in home runs with 19 and his batting average was 0.317 for fourth plus I mean he led the Sox to the postseason for the first time in 12 years That's the biggest factor to me needed a postseason berth. They don't do it without Jose's bat No way do they do that without Abreu doing what he did. So now he's got a nice addition to his trophy case. He can put it right next to the rookie of the year in 2014. So he's getting a little collection here and he deserves it. Great player. I love it. I mean, I said yes about 3,000 times because I'm very, very, very happy that Jose got it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Plus this overshadows the drama the fiasco with new coach Tony La Russa. had a DY in February, now it's coming that he's going to get arrested or might have some jail time or probation or whatever. Man, you just got hired, man. You're in your 70s. You're a Hall of Famer. Why? Why are we going through all this already? But it doesn't matter. Jose Abreu, MVP of the AL, that's what matters. We'll deal with all that other stuff later might even start the season with our head coach in prison. Not prison, maybe a county jail. But we got an AL MVP on the roster, so it don't even matter until it does. But that's awesome, awesome news for Chicago White Sox and all Chicago White Sox fans. Man, I was so happy. I keep saying I'm so happy and yes, that's how excited I am about this man winning this award. Couldn't start episode 131 any different I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Great show as usual. Well, hopefully as usual. I guess I can let you be the judge of that. And if you want to let me know if we're still doing a good job, think we could do better, as the listener, you have your voice, your say. You can send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media, edgeofyourseatpodcast on Facebook, and edgeofyourseatp on Twitter. Don't know where you're listening to this one, but you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Feel free to share with your friends, your family, other people that you know listen to podcasts. Spread the word. We appreciate it. Love the support. Love having you listen to our shows. Much, much, much appreciated. Cannot say that enough. As in every other show, we have a guest. We are joined by Geneseo Sr., Esther Brown. She had never ran cross country before, because she's a volleyball star. IHSA spreads the seasons. You could play four if you wanted to, but now cross country and volleyball weren't at the same time. Esther goes, hey, maybe I should run some cross country. Oh, yes, she should've. She finishes second at the class 2A Morris Regional and then seventh at the class 2A Peoria Notre Dame sectional. Never ran cross country before, gets second at a regional, seventh at a sectional. She talks about all of that and her fantastic year of cross country and what she hopes could be, you know, the rest of a great senior year. But you know, with this COVID-19 thing, there is some things happening. So maybe not like she wants it, but cross country definitely kicked it off in a pretty cool way. So we will get back to Esther A little later, after we discuss a few things, she's a great interview, lots of excitement, definitely determined, and has a lot of dedication to what she does. Let's get back to the MLB awards, because Jose's wasn't the only one, just the most important one, me and probably most of you. But in the NL, the MVP is Freddie Freeman from Atlanta Braves. He beat out Mookie Betts from the Dodgers and Manny Machado from San Diego Padres. All three had a great season. I thought it was gonna go to Betts. Goes to Freeman. No issues with that whatsoever. All three of them deserved it. Didn't matter which one got it. Freeman led the MLB with 51 runs. He was second in MLB in OPS on base plus slugging with a 1.102. Then he was second in the National League in batting average .341 on base percentage .462 and slugging .64. The dude put it down. Hit everything, helped the Braves Braves get to the American League Championship Series. He's a great player. I mean he deserved the award just as much as Betts and Machado and obviously the voters felt more because now he is the MVP. Good stuff man. I already am excited for next MLB season. I don't know why, I'm just pumped about what they were able to do even with this COVID-19 thing and it was fun, it was exciting, I watched a lot more playoff ball than I think I ever have in my life and I'm ready to watch some more. Yesterday on Wednesday, don't know if I mentioned before, today is Thursday, November 12th. On Wednesday, the Cy Young Award winners were mentioned for the AL. Cleveland Indians, Shane Bieber, was a monster. I thought he was gonna win, and he did. He had an MLB record, 41.1% strikeout rate. He struck out 41.1% of the batters that he faced. Crazy, that's crazy, 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 crazy. Man, 1.63 ERA, Opponents against him had a batting average of .167 Yeek With those numbers He took the award from Minnesota's Kenta Maeda And Toronto's Juan Jin Ru. I don't even know if they had a shot I thought Shane was a runaway winner with this The Beebs, I know he ain't the Beebs that we all know when you say Beebs, But he's gonna be Beebs uh, He's probably not a junior, he's older Biebs Senior He deserved it. I mean, the dude was a monster. He owned the plate in 2020. Deserved the award, no doubt. The NL Reds' Trevor Bauer becomes the first pitcher from Cincinnati to win the Cy Young Award. Good stuff for him. He had some crazy numbers, too. Led the NL in ERA with a 1.73. He had a whip of .79. He was second in strikeouts with 100. And for strikeouts per nine innings, he had a crazy 12.3. Striking out 12.3 batters in 9 innings. Whew. That's nasty, 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 nasty. And batters going against him were batting .159. That was the average. Can you imagine Bauer and Bieber on the same team? Yikes. That would be a 1-2. I don't think anybody could stop. Bauer took the award from the Cubs' Hugh Darvish and the Mets' Jacob DeGrom. You know my pick was a cubby. I went Darvish. Thought he had a great season. He started off 7-0 with an ERA under 1. He ended, I think, 8-3 with a 2.01 ERA. Solid. Very, very solid. But Trevor Bauer was kind of blowing those numbers away. So congrats to the winner of the awards. I picked three of them correct. I'm happy about that. I picked Bieber. I picked Abreu. And then in the first award editions, the first four, I chose Kevin Cash, the Rays manager, as the manager of the year, and he won. So, three out of eight, not that great, but hey, it's fun to see who you think is going to win and who wins, and you know that's the fun of this. So, congrats to all the winners. Man, it was a cool baseball season. Can't wait for some more. It was kind of depressing. Chicago had five nominees. Abreu, Luis Roberts as rookie of the year. David Ross for the Cubs as manager of the year Ricky Renteria as manager of the year with Sox and then Darvish for the NL Cy Young and only one walks away winner, that was Jose. Wish Chicago, could have got some more nods but you know it is what it is. I'm a Chicago homer so yeah. <laughs> That's all you can say is yeah. Baseball came and went, World Series happened. Weather's doing the same thing. Summer came and went fall is just about over with as well. This doesn't mean that there isn't time for end of the year home improvements. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers until it's no longer possible, whenever mother nature decides that. But until then, brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company Prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels, with COVID-19 making it hard to celebrate the holidays, lighten up the mood with new and approved home renovations. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815 815- check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to Construction 19 at gmail.com Mentioned COVID-19 a few times already it is not going anywhere it is here it is affecting everybody numbers are going up it is spiking and we're seeing it all across the sports stage Ottawa Peru Illinois area made the New York Times as fifth in the nation with new cases based on population. The numbers are getting nuts in Illinois, as well as all over the board, all across the country. But Ottawa, Peru, fifth, fifth in the nation out of all the places you can go in the United States of America, whew. Just be careful, mask, stay home as much as possible. Quarantine yourselves. This is not a joking matter, once again, spikes everywhere. On the sports side of things, Illinois high schools do not seem like they're going to play basketball or wrestle or do those winter contact sports that we're so used to. Seems like high school boards are deciding to agree with the IDPH, the Illinois Department of Public Health. Instead of the IHSA, Illinois High School Association, said, hey, we want to defy the government, but you know what, we want you to decide as a school, as an administration, as an athletic director, superintendent, hey, you guys decide if you're gonna play or not. And schools are like, hey, we're gonna listen to this health department over here. They seem to know what they're talking about. So not a lot of schools are agreeing to play Public schools in Chicago already said no. St. Pete has said no. Putnam County has said no. Does not seem like people are going to play. We had Steve Hansen, the athletic director of Mendota, on on episode 130, the last episode. He said Mendota's not going to play. It is going to be very tough if you do decide to play. You're not going to have very many opponents. Season's going to be super short. And safety should come first. I'm a sports guy, want to see sports, want to talk about sports, want to everything to do with sports. But safety has to be first. Even across the country, not just Illinois high schools. Ivy League in college canceled men and women's hoops for good. It's not like, hey, we're postponing. Like, no, we're going to cancel this year. We are not playing. And for week 10 of the college football season, as of Thursday, November 12th at 8 p.m., these are all the games that are canceled. The ACC canceled Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. I guess not canceled, postponed to December 12th. American Athletic Conference, Memphis at Navy, there is no remake, set at this point. Big 10, Ohio State and Maryland said they're not gonna reschedule. There's not gonna be this game, it's not gonna happen. Conference USA, Rice at Louisiana Tech, no date made yet. North Texas at UAB, They're not, said will not be a new game or a new schedule. Mountain West, Air Force at Wyoming, will not. SEC, four games postponed this week. Alabama at LSU, no makeup day. Texas A&M at Tennessee, December 12th. Georgia at Missouri, no makeup day. And Auburn at Mississippi, December 12th. And then the Sun Belt, Louisiana, Monroe at Arkansas, moved to December 12th. That is a lot of games, 11 to be exact, that get moved in one week. One week, 11 games moved, postponed, and three said, nope, not gonna do it at all. This is for real, this is for real, this is for real happening. Don't know where you're located, but there are people that work, have a steady job, they can't go to work because somebody next to them had COVID. It's crazy, it is crazy. We have to quarantine. We have to stay safe. We mask. And we should not be placing blame on nobody. Because it can happen to anybody. You could walk past somebody in passing. They sneeze. They do whatever. And bam. You're contaminated. Your own family that you love and want to be around and hold their hands and all this other stuff. Unfortunately, they go to work. You don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. It's just a weird situation for everybody to be put in. And this world is definitely going nuts right now. Try to keep your head up. Try to smile as much as possible. Be safe and careful at the same time. Mask, hand sanitizer, be cleanly, hygienic. And maybe if everybody can buy into just those simple things, we can get past this. We have been saying the same thing for about eight to nine months since March, and we're still here. And it's probably worse than it's ever been. Hopefully we can get past this one day get back to some normalcy, some kind of normalcy. Speaking of trying to get back to normalcy, NBA announced some dates. They're gonna have the draft November 18th. That should be fun. Free agency will start November 20th, two days later. They're gonna have training camp start December 1st, and then the new season will begin December 22nd with a 72-game schedule. You know me, I'm a basketball guy through and through, love it, played it, have coached it, have done everything that you can with basketball. So pumped up that we got some dates. Hopefully we can stick to them and see some more NBA action. Even though it just feels like the Los Angeles Lakers won the championship like two weeks ago. It wasn't much longer than that. But hey, bring it back. Let's have some more basketball. Don't know where the Toronto Raptors are going to be bringing it back to Canada has shut down the borders from the United States to Canada because of COVID-19 and with the Raptors being in Toronto, it is going to be very hard, almost next to impossible to get there, to get back and forth, especially as players coaches probably no United States fans whatsoever. So Toronto is looking for a place to play in the United States couple cities that I've seen mentioned, Kansas City, Missouri, Louisville, Kentucky, Rochester, New York, and Hampton Roads, Virginia are four that I have seen. It'd be different. It'd be weird. But hey, if you can't get to and from another country to go play in a league that you're in, then it's time to move. Maybe it's just for a year. Maybe it's just till this COVID-19 gets over. Hopefully that's all it is. We can go back to Toronto. From what I understand, Toronto is an awesome city. But we gotta do what we gotta do, making adjustments. We're gonna see some Toronto Raptors basketball, just don't know where. One thing I can tell you where, is where to have some fun, and help yourself get physically fit. Since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique to the Illinois Valley. A customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise, or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes for every fitness fan, whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach. LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. It is currently halftime of the Thursday night football game, kicking off week 10. It is the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, at the Tennessee Titans. Titans got a 17-13 lead. Definitely pick the Titans. I know it's gonna be a tougher game than most would think. Colts aren't bad. Titans are not as great as we thought they were. I thought the Titans were one of the best teams in the league. I don't think that anymore, but I do think they can beat the Colts. Let's run down the rest of the picks that I got going into Week 10. Houston Texans at Cleveland Browns. I went Cleveland. Cleveland's experienced some injuries. This is kind of a 50-50 game, but the Browns have talented players everywhere. Texans have two or three in my eyes. Washington football team, still the worst name in the NFL, at Detroit Lions. Again, a 50-50 game. I would not be surprised if Washington wins, but I'm going to go Lions. Jacksonville Jaguars at Green Bay Packers. This might be very, very lopsided in favor of the Packers. Shout out to my new friend, Nellie. Met through some gaming cycles. Been doing some phone gaming lately. She's an Eagles fan. We got Eagles at the Giants. I went Eagles. I'm glad I met her on a week where I'm going to pick the Eagles because I haven't picked them often, but I did this week. I think the Eagles will take care of the Giants. Hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't do what Carson Wentz seems to do and kind of throw away things. Good quarterback when he wants to be, but then has some issues. But we're going Eagles. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Carolina Panthers. Hopefully the Buccaneers can bounce back from that thrashing they took from the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night, oh my gosh, that was nasty. But I got the Buccaneers over the Panthers. This is a tough one for me to pick. I went back and forth between the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. That was my final pick. But Broncos have a chance. This is going to be a back and forth game. I would not be surprised if either team won. I really wouldn't. But I'm going to go Raiders. Los Angeles Chargers at... The Miami Dolphins. I'm going Miami Dolphins. I am hopping on that Miami bandwagon. Tua. Tua time is for real. They got weapons. They got receivers all over the place. Their defense is top-notch. Top three in the league. Going Dolphins. Buffalo Bills at Arizona Cardinals. The Bills are for real. They've been for real. Cardinals are good. I just don't think they're on the Bills level. I'm going Bills. Seahawks at Los Angeles Rams. I'm going Rams. The Seahawks secondary is atrocious. The Bills highlighted that in a thrashing of the Seahawks last week. I'm going Rams. I think the Rams can beat the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, to me, is probably the number two or three quarterback in the league. Throw him in that mix with Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson is the man. Like, he's a stud. Not saying the Seahawks couldn't beat the Rams, but that defense, that defense has been so weak, so weak. San Francisco 49ers at New Orleans Saints. After New Orleans Saints handled the Buccaneers like that, I'm going to take them over teams like the 49ers. 49ers have been hurt and sick and just haven't had everybody together. Saints are gelling. They're flowing. I'm going Saints. Another shout out to my new gaming friends, CJ, throwing you some love as I know you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. However, I am not, I cannot pick the Bengals over the Steelers as Cincinnati is at Pittsburgh. Steelers undefeated. I know they struggled a little bit in the beginning of the game last week against the Cowboys, but man, this is Steelers. Steelers all day. Baltimore Ravens at New England Patriots. Ravens are tough. Patriots aren't, that's easy, Ravens. Monday is the toughest one of the week for me, Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. In my pick'em where there may or may not be jelly beans at stake, I went Vikings. I mean, what Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook was able to do last week, 206 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, I don't think the Chicago Bears defense has the conditioning enough to stick up with that. They're great, I love the Bears defense, it's fantastic. Problem is, is they're on the field so, so much because the Bears offense cannot move the ball, cannot move the chains. With a running attack like Cook and the Minnesota Vikings showed last week against Detroit, there is no way the Bears are gonna win this game. Especially, Minnesota's defense is okay. Not great, not awful, somewhere okay. Stop the Bears a couple times, have Cook run I want to say 110 yards, doesn't even have to get to 206, and it's probably a Vikings victory. Makes me sad to say that, Chicago Bears fan, through and through, don't like the Vikings. But, we got to be realistic here too. Chicago offense is awful. Awful. So I got to go Vikings. Hopefully, got some good picks. I went 10-4 and four last week. Let's see if we can do it again. That would be pretty awesome. We'll see. One more thing before we get to Esther Brown Sr. at Geneseo did her first cross-country season this fall. You know it's Joy to the Holidays, but it's also Joy to the Bruins. The St. Bede Gift Shop is open. We can get some holiday gift ideas. Joy to the Bruins is open November 12th today until December 10th. You can shop from home, be comfortable. Know whether you want to be in your PJs, don't even have to brush your hair. Get some cool Bruins gear, whatever you want, St. Bede. And it'll be shipped to the school for you. Pickup is December 12th, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at St. Bede. And you can even stay in the car. They're going to load the packages for you. So all you got to do, push some buttons, spend a little money, drive to the school. They'll put it in there for you. Not a lot of work, and you get everything cool that you want to for either yourself or or some gifts for some loved ones. So check out the Joy to the Bruins St. Bede shop at the St. Bede Academy Facebook page. That's St. Bede, S-A-I-N-T, not the S-T, St. Bede Academy Facebook page. Well, that's enough of the intro. Let's get to Esther, great, great interview. And like I said, she is full of energy and ready to run. Ready to do all kinds of sports. Super athletic and determined. Motivated to do the best she can. We will be back tomorrow on Friday, November 13th with a show featuring the Ottawa Tennis Team. They won the Class 1A Ottawa Sectional a few weeks ago and they were more than happy, more, more than happy to add another banner. Fourth straight fourth consecutive sectional for the Ottawa girls tennis team. So, of course, they're happy to talk about it. And they were cool, had a lot of fun, played some games, and talked a lot about sports. Make sure you hit up that one and all the other previous episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Always love and appreciate the support in every play, every follow, every review, Every, everything that you guys do for us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you so much for that. Until next time, peace. It's a pretty fantastic Sunday on November 1st. The new month, October is now over. Happy Halloween. Now it's over. Cross country ran yesterday in sectionals. I am joined by Geneseo Sr., Esther Brown, who had a, sounds like an okay, happy Halloween, and a pretty good sectional run at Peoria, Notre Dame. Esther, how are you today?
1: I am doing awesome. Thanks for asking and inviting me on the show.
0: Of course. I've seen what you were doing, the cross-country courses over the regular season, and then we got to postseason, doing some phenomenal times. I had to get you on. (laughs)
1: Thank
0: you. So we'll start there. We'll go playoff running and then we'll talk about regular season and how crazy this COVID 19 era has been. At the 2A Morris Regional, you had a time of 19 minutes 24.4 seconds for second place. Geneseo won because you were second, and then you had teammates that were third, fourth, and fifth. So you guys took. Four of the top five finishes to win the regional. That had to have been crazy awesome for Geneseo.
1: It was definitely crazy. I mean, I think my coach said that we haven't won a regional since 2009. So just like having that and working towards that as a team, like throughout the season and accomplishing, like winning the regional uh, championships, like that was just outstanding. And it made all of us so happy
0: so you brought a banner to geneseo for the first time since i mean that's 11 years 2009 that's 11 years, 2020 as a senior runner the accomplishment or achievement how did that make you feel to be able to say that you were part of that
1: i'm just so happy that like i can work with like all the girls like even though some of us like all run different paces like Every day we're working in practice together, so it's not like we're leaving anybody out. But it's so special to me that I feel like I'm touching every girl and, like, helping them try to get to their potential.
0: In the off-season or when we're not in cross-country season, yeah, I guess that's the (laughs) (laughs) off-season, how many, like, miles a day or a week do you put in to... You no, know, train yourself to get ready for these things.
1: That is actually quite a hilarious question because for me, during the off season and then like in the previous years, this is actually my first year doing cross country. So I play volleyball, and so I've been doing volleyball. It's normally during the fall, but since it got moved uh, during COVID, that uh, so I had the opportunity to run cross country, and I mean. It's always been like in my family a little bit because my sister was an outstanding runner and like she's now um, competing as a D1 athlete at Southern Illinois and Carbondale. And so like it's always kind of been in our family. So, I mean, personally, I never really started running till like, I don't know, February when track season was going to start up again for me running far was never something I ever imagined myself doing because my relationship with running is just so confusing like I used to love it but then I got injured when I don't know I was like in sixth grade and then I hated it for like ever I had to work past me getting stressed out about everything and so then now it just feels so like freeing and then having someone to run with it makes running so much more fun so I mean I didn't really ever run that many miles in off-season or anything. And so, I mean, it's something brand new that I kind of started picking up during quarantine a little bit.
0: Okay, I got two things off of what you just said. First of all, you have never ran cross-country before. You finished second at the regional, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit. In seventh at the sectional in Peoria. Never ran before. Never did cross-country before at all.
1: No, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I had to do it in seventh grade because, I mean, I think my parents, they wanted me to do it because my sister was so good. And, like, they were always thinking, like, oh, you could be such a great runner. But, like, my heart was so, like, into volleyball and everything. And so, I mean, I did it in seventh grade with actually the girl that I always run with now, uh, Avery. And <laughs> we were actually the ones who'd always be walking. And everything during, like, all the races
0: when our coach couldn't see or during practice. That's crazy because even, you know, you say seventh grade, that's five years. That was five years ago that you cross-country. And now you're putting up a 1924.4 at regional and a 1913.4 at sectional, and you really don't run. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. We have been name dropping. What is your sister's name that is at SIU?
1: Her name is Josie Brown.
0: And your coach is Kelly Timmerman?
1: Yes, correct.
0: And you mentioned Avery that is a teammate. What's her last name?
1: Uh, Major Kerr.
0: Perfect. The second thing I took from what you were saying before when you were talking about SIU, I am actually right now wearing an SIU hoodie. I graduated from <laughs> I graduated from SIU in 2010, so I'm a big fan of SIU. That's
1: funny.
0: I guess I'm not a fan. I guess I'm an alum, huh? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So when you said SIU, I started to smile. (laughs) That's funny. So Geneseo and you were able to do that at regional. I just mentioned your time and things at the sectional in Peoria. Geneseo finished sixth as a team. You were seventh with a 19, 13.4 sectionals get a little tougher how was it running in peoria
1: personally i guess i mean like i mentioned before like i've always watched people run up um, peoria and notre dame and i've always heard like going through like the crowd and everything and like just between the athletes this is a really fast course and everything the first time we actually competed there um this season normally it would be for like the first to the finish invite but we got to compete there and like running that for the first time was so exciting and like it was definitely a fast course because that's where I hit my um season PR that I've had this year and so then just going back made me so excited to run it again because honestly this course like it just flies by I don't I don't understand how because there's just like some courses that feel like they take forever but like this one I feel like there's always like people cheering you on and like It's just really quick, and it's exciting to get to compete there because normally when you're at P&D, it's like the top races are only there. So it's exciting to be able to compete where the state meet would be.
0: And that's at, is it Detweiler Park? Yes. I've been there a few times. I could never run there, though. I was a journalist (laughs) on the sideline watching everybody else do it. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So saying that you're normally a volleyball player and trying cross country just because you wanted to be in a sport and be active during this weird, crazy COVID-19 era that we're in. Does that mean you're going to do cross country, track, volleyball this year? Is there any, uh, I know they're pushing sports that were going to be winter sports into fall. Are you going to be able to do a fourth sport or are those the three that you're going to do?
1: Those are probably the three that I will end up doing because I don't really have any winter sports that I do.
0: You're not going to bowl?
1: No. My brother bowls, though. He's pretty good.
0: Who's your brother?
1: Uh, Russell Brown.
0: Is he at Geneseo?
1: Yes, he is. He's a freshman this year in high
0: school. Okay, okay. So you could potentially be at a bowling alley or bowling lane, but uh, probably watching him not bowling yourself.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's got to teach you how to get it done and then you could just play four sports.
1: Yeah, he definitely needs to teach me because I despise bowling. I just I just can't do it. I don't have the patience for it. It's just like golf. He does golf too. He does all the sports that I would like never imagine myself doing. I don't know how they can live with that. But I guess it's what they
0: like. <laughs> you're like, I just don't know. I just don't
1: get it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's kind of what they think about
0: running. So, I mean. So, you do the sports, the fast sports that you're just, even volleyball is a extremely fast sport. Yes. And he does the slow, you got to think.
1: Yeah, his sports are a little more calming, I guess.
0: I guess he just got to pick up the pace. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. You know, I've said the word or name COVID-19 a few times. How has that influenced or affected your season? There was mask, and then you got a social distance, and it has just been a weird thing with schedules changing, events changing. How has that affected your season as a senior?
1: Yeah, it's definitely took a toll. I mean... Out of cross-country, I mean, well, now I get to do cross-country because of COVID. But, like, in the cross-country season, my coach kept mentioning all the time, oh, yeah, it's okay. Like, normally, a normal cross-country season, we would have, like, a bunch of teams. For us, like, I know, like, on the slower end of our team, it really affected a lot of our girls because we were only going against, like, one team each meet. So it was kind of like... You didn't have any girls to run with. It was, like, you constantly running by yourself. And, like, I know Avery and I kind of had that for a couple of meets. It's just kind of hard when you don't have, like, all the big meets and competing against the different girls because I know, like, our first time we went to a bigger meet, it was just so different compared to competing against one team because there's just more competition and, like, more girls to run with. So you're, like, pretty much guaranteed that you will not run on your own and definitely about the mask our first meet when it was very very strict we had to do our warm-up in our mask and they were actually thinking about like making us compete in our mask but thank goodness they didn't it was like right off the beginning so it was like 90 degrees or something so like it was so hot a mask is so hard to run in like that's what i've realized like over this time like i do not know how some people can do it but yeah covid's been definitely placing some limitations because another thing that we normally have apparently is like the team dinners and i remember my sister like she had a lot of team dinners and like they're just so much fun and everything but like we didn't get to experience that because of covid which is kind of sad
0: i understand the mask deal so before i step into a phone booth and turn into a podcaster, like I'm Superman or something. I'm a banker during the day, and we have to wear those all day at work. Oh, yeah. And it could be hot in there. Sometimes it's cold, depending on the weather outside. Not running, not doing any physical activity, and it is hard to breathe, and you can't... I'm not even going to say catch your breath, but it's just really weird. So if you're on a cross-country yeah. course and you're trying to run, I can't even imagine that. I'm... St- stumbling with my words right now just trying to figure out how you guys (laughs) did that yeah that's pretty crazy how has geneseo been with school wise have you guys been in classes are you doing remote learning a little bit of both what are you guys doing at geneseo
1: so initially we all went back to school like everyone and we actually changed our schedule to like block scheduling so we wouldn't move throughout the class periods as much but then The COVID cases, I guess, kind of got on the increase. So then we went to full remote and we had that for like our whole first quarter and everything. But then uh, recently, because of when second quarter started, we started doing like the hybrid model that a lot of the schools are doing. So they split the alphabet from like, I think it's A to K and they go on mondays and thursdays and then the end of the alphabet goes tuesdays and fridays and then everyone is remote on wednesdays so it's definitely something different
0: so me being i'm not gonna call myself old but i'm not in school Mm -hmm. anymore things like that that sounds really confusing
1: it was very confusing because like i said we did that block scheduling at first, and then when they wanted us to go back to school with the hybrid model, we switched to, like, all seven of our class period. It's hard to keep track of everything, especially remote. Like, I was talking to a lot of my friends about this. It's just so hard with remote because you always feel like there's something to do. Like, on the computer, you feel like, oh, yeah, there is a document that you have to get done, or your teacher is going to post something, when actually you have everything done already.
0: Yeah, that would drive me crazy as a as a student. That would drive me crazy. Mhm. So I'm guessing you prefer going to classes instead of e-learning.
1: Yeah, for sure. Going to classes, it kind of like the first day we went back, it it was kind of annoying because it was literally just like what we were doing remote, like we'd watch the teachers' videos, then the teachers They started switching to like how they like used to teach us like last year. And I think that's just so much more beneficial. And it's starting to feel like the previous years, I guess, besides you're wearing masks.
0: So before we go any further, talk about more school or anything else, I do want to say congratulations for what you were able to do at the regional and at the sectional. Finished second at Morris Regional, seventh at Notre Dame sectional. That's pretty awesome. You did a great job for not really being a cross-country runner. (laughs) Thank you. So since you're not really a cross-country runner, do play volleyball. You are on the track team. What is your favorite sport?
1: Oh, that's kind of hard. I mean, it's kind of always been volleyball, but I don't know. I guess it depends when I'm in the season. I feel like... When I'm in the season, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite sport. But then I move on to, like, my next season, and I'm like, oh, wait, I love this sport. So, I mean, I guess I love them all equally in their own ways. Okay,
0: okay. Do you have any plans to play another sport at the next level since you are a senior and are going to graduate from Geneseo?
1: Yeah, I think I'm actually uh, considering running – cross-country and doing track in college
0: are you committed to a college have you looked at any colleges
1: no I've just been looking
0: okay okay if you find yourself at SIU I mean you'd be happy
1: (laughs) yeah with my sister
0: (laughs) wasn't trying to recruit or anything but I'm just saying it's a great school (laughs) So besides being in what seems like a million sports and being athletic and keeping active, is there anything else that you're involved in at Geneseo High School?
1: Yeah, I mean, I am involved in FCA, so, which is uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I started that freshman year because my sister dragged me along, and I mean, I wasn't really that far in my faith, but... I mean, my sister was like, come on, like, Esther, we have to go. And I was like, fine, like whatever. And then so I invited some of my friends. I actually really started to like, like it and everything. I think it was going into my sophomore year, Dan Pearson, who is like the representative and like the leader for FCA. And he's really ranked up there. Hi. He was like, I think you guys should go to FCA camp, and so, I mean, I was never one to, like, go to a camp for, like, my faith or anything like that, because, I mean, I I just wasn't that into my faith and everything, but I did it. That camp, like, truly changed my life, and it changed the way, like, I've competed in all my sports, because now it's just, I give everything to God, and I know, like, God's always there for me when I'm competing, and as I was mentioning earlier, like how I was dealing with the stress of like competing and everything and like trying to be perfect and get PRs in every race. I think my faith has helped me so much, like relax and enjoy the sports more when I compete. And so then um, last year I actually became a leader for FCA. So now I lead like a small huddle, a small little group of girls and we have Bible studies every monday i'm pretty sure there's fcas at like every school and it's definitely something like we've been building up here at geneseo and like it's such like a good community to have and i am so glad that my sister kind of forced me to be a part of it in the beginning
0: that sounds pretty amazing yeah it is so are you a normal, like, goer? Is that an every Sunday thing, or do you go more often than that?
1: Yeah, I do go almost every Sunday. And, I mean, I've always gone since I was a little kid because I've grown up in a Christian household. But, I mean, as I was saying, like, I was never really into it. Like, I'd be the kid who'd be, like, coloring the whole time. And, like, I'd always go to, like, our toy room. When I, I'd say even when I was, like, in middle school. Just because I didn't want to be there doing the service, definitely doing FCA and the camp changed my life. So, I mean, I've been working towards, like, reading the Bible every day and, like, memorizing some Bible verses because I hold my faith, like, so dear to me now.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. Good stuff. How many students at Geneseo are in FCA?
1: Ooh, that's that's a hard one. I mean, I couldn't really know because of COVID. Like we split up into little groups, but I would say maybe a 70 to a hundred students. So I mean, oh,
0: wow. there could be
1: more. There could be more. Wow!
0: But Even at seventy-five, that's a bigger number than I would have thought. Like that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Esther. Every episode, I have my guests play a game. Since Halloween was yesterday, we are going to play Hot Potato Halloween version. Are you ready for this?
1: I'm so ready. <laughs> all right, all right.
0: <clears throat> we'll start off with Frankenstein or mummies?
1: Frankenstein.
0: Witches or ghosts?
1: Ghosts.
0: We're kind of going to elaborate on that. Hocus Pocus. Or Casper the Friendly Ghost?
1: Casper.
0: You must love that movie.
1: I mean, I did all the time when I was a kid. I actually have never seen Hocus Pocus. This was like the first time I heard about it this year. I don't know who I heard about it from, but yeah. I don't know anything about it. Oh, wow.
0: Wow. You gotta go yeah. check that out. That's like a classic Halloween movie.
1: All right, right, will do. Chucky or Freddy Krueger? Uh, Zara neither. I'm too scared to watch scary movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that's going to take away the next one. I usually ask Jason or Michael Myers. I, I couldn't say I know
1: what either of those
0: are. Perfect, perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you ever want to be really scared, check out the Halloween movies. It's They're really called Halloween. Oh,
1: my friend! Uh, one of My teammates was talking about that, Lacey Laxon, because we were all like, oh, yeah, we need to get together for, like, Halloween and all that. And she's like, we should watch the Halloween movies. And she was trying to tell me, like, yeah, Esther, you can make it. They're not really that scary. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But that's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, so that's Michael Myers, and he's in the Halloween movies. So if you do watch him or go check him out with Lacey, you'll know what I'm talking about.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: Halloween is also about candy, so we gotta go Skittles or M&M's? M&M's. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups?
1: Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups?
0: Snickers or Hershey's? Hershey's. Butterfingers or Payday's? Um, I've
1: never had a Payday, so Butterfinger.
0: Oh, you gotta have a Payday. I love Payday's. (laughs) And Candy corn or the little hearts that you get in Valentine's Day? Oh,
1: candy
0: corn. I love candy corn. Perfect, perfect. This is not really part of the Halloween hot potato, but over the years, as you've dressed up for Halloween, had different costumes, what is your favorite costume that you've ever worn or the most memorable one?
1: Um, let's see. I went through a phase where I was just princesses like crazy. And I think Belle, she was always like, I always wanted to be like the princess Belle ever since I was little. So I think I dressed up like maybe four times when I was younger, just as her like (laughs) in different years because I was just so obsessed with Belle. But yeah.
0: Did you ever have anybody dress up as Beast to go with your Belle?
1: No, I never did. I haven't ever... Oh, that's a lie.
0: I've only done like one group costume, and I think I was like Instagram or something like
1: that. Nice, you were Instagram. Yeah, like we did like a social media thing.
0: Well, awesome. Thank you for playing Hot Potato Halloween style, <laughs> and thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Congratulations <laughs> on everything you were able to do on the cross country courses. And, I mean, if you have a volleyball season and a track season, (laughs) I'm crossing my fingers that they happen. I know you're going to kill it. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me.